Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm for the Kayfabe Report. Hey, if you guys haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that's sweet that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership whatsoever. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I use it all the time here on the Fair Report. It's been a great, helpful tool and a great host for the podcast. And I love the sponsorship every week. If you'd like to use Anchor.fm, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. That is the Anchor app at Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. Or go to anchor.fm on your browser. Now, to the show. What's up, guys? It's Cody Wilson here from the Kayfabe Report Podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about AEW and why Tony Khan and Jericho are a bunch of dicks. Um, also, that there is the new mandate going out, why Vince hadn't pushed it out sooner, and what the new changes are. And more people are getting fired as the pandemic keeps on going on. That, more, and this week for the main event topic, we're going to be doing top female wrestlers, who we all think, and special guest this week is Sleazy, coming back for round two. You guys will have fun with him, listening to him and everything, because he was a lot of fun to have on the last time. So, all that, more, on the podcast. Here we go. Thank you for listening to the Three Count Wrestling Podcast, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, the Professor Cody Wilson, and stunning Steve Krosniak for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews here on the Light Blue Podcast Network. And now, here's me. Thanks for that awesome intro, me. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Holy crap, it's different than I can't complain. That's a first. And I can't complain. How how dare you not complain? You're a wrestling fan. I mean, I'm still waiting for there to be a Raw Underground World Heavyweight Championship, but hey. Screw it's you. It's coming. Oh, God. Let's get off this crap train before it starts. Um. <laughs> so, like I said at the beginning of the show, um... WWE is parting way with several different uh, performers. So, 
those they're letting go of sixty staffers, which is pretty much mostly everybody inside the office building. Yeah, it's right. They don't need to have that many people. Right, they don't need Fox that many. Makes makes sense. Yeah. Right. So, without live events, they don't need a live event agents. They don't need live event uh, ring crew, this, that, and the other thing. Um, so, they let go. So the confirmed releases were writing staff, uh, staff writer Anthony Bianco. I'm going to fucking fuck these last names up without a doubt. So, um, Anthony Bianco, producer Sarah Stock. Producer Mike Rotunda, the father of Bo Dallas and uh, Bray Wyatt. and Former WWF Tag Team Champion. And WWE Hall of Famer Jared Briscoe. Who once had a um, hardcore match in women's clothing. I remember that. It was the most disturbing yet hilarious thing I've seen. And yet, it's not the worst thing we've seen on WWE television. Yeah, no. It of late. But, um, yeah, so they're obviously going to release, you know, a bunch of office employees that don't need to be there anymore. And I, it sucks that people are losing their jobs over this. And they're still reporting that it's still one of the best years they've had profit-wise. Well, no shit. Yeah, it's a lie. Uh, it is... Easier to not need to profit when you're not running 300 uh, house show dates a year. And yet you're still getting all the um, merchandise sales off of them. Yeah, exactly. And it is what it is at that point, but I can't, um, I can't be more sorry for the people that are losing their jobs over this. And, you know, I hope they find stuff going on and hopefully everything goes back to normal once this goes away. What I hope is that they got told if things pick back up again, we'll call you back or something. Right. Exactly. Like I get, there's a difference between being laid off and being furloughed. Um, but getting laid off sucks, no matter what the definition of it is. So with that, we're going to go into the, um, the third party mandate that went around a couple weeks ago and people were starting to get pissed off about and a whole debate has been going on for people about, well, if they're independent contractors, why can't they make this? If they can't make that, if they do this, I've done a lot of research into this for the last week. There are different kinds of individual contractors. And I don't know exactly what kind of individual contractors the WWE wrestlers are. So it, it's interesting to see how WWE is telling them, To get off of like TikTok, Twitch, um, Cameo. Like I said last week, though. Well, it doesn't it, interfere. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Absolutely. If, if it doesn't interfere 
with like a match you have that day or you know your primary job at WWE, it shouldn't matter if you make YouTube videos or do stupid shit on TikTok. Right. As long as it doesn't break whatever storyline or interfere with your job, let them have fun. That's all something I, I will... There's going to be... First and foremost, I think the big problem that you have here is that when you have somebody who is using the character name that is that's legally owned by WWE, the actual character name, bitching about WWE, that's where you're getting into problems. Having them not show up on TikTok or Twitch, or I think the big problem was uh, them being on Cameo. Because doing it through Cameo, especially when there's been rumors that he wants to do a Cameo-type thing, you're going to see conflicts of interest there. But I think the problem is that the the mandate came out and there was this sense or uh, a question about it. Or they couldn't even use their real names on the, the platforms. Right. And legally, they're not going to be able to win that fight. The problem is no. it takes money to try and fight that. Second of all, that's not going to look well no matter which way you do it, if you try and fight it or not. You might as well start calling up AEW Ring of Honor and Impact as soon as you start fighting it. Um, and third, a lot of that stuff that they're doing is, yeah, I know, XWWE slash AEW. Uh, but... The third thing is that as long as they're doing a positive light of WWE, WWE shouldn't have a problem with it because it's helping to garner uh, positive press and positive light on their brain. Now, here's where I have to disagree with that. Yeah, just like the two channels I can think of on Kanachan TV, they produce such a positive vibe and energy. Right. So, Up, Up, Down, Down with Xavier Woods is going to stay. Because it's... Because it's what? Um, I don't want to say it's owned, but it's been kind of signed off. It's one of WWE's channels. Um, Up, Up, Down, Down is part of the WWE YouTube infrastructure. Right. That'll never go away. Kana has done... Kana's channels on her own. Um, I don't see that going away either because she's divorced completely her character away from it. Um, and who is this? You'd have a hard time uh, Asuka, Kana. Okay. Um, mainly because she's done such a good job of keeping it completely away from her character. Um, right, only so time- I highly doubt they have an issue with her doing her sh- well, the only time she even mentions on something. Yeah. And trust me, I've, I've, you know. Hmm. Okay. Well, so here's... I'm subscribed to her. Wait, I'm subscribed to her. So, Vince wanted to do something about this months ago. Sorry for technical difficulties, Jeez. everybody. Okay, so we're back on everything. Uh, we were talking about the third-party mandates. 
and how Vince wanted to um, talk with or uh, wanted to do this earlier in the year, but then COVID hit, and apparently uh, they issued this beforehand with Cameo or Twitch, and the edict stated that the repeat violations could lead to fine, suspension, or termination. Since then, it's been clarified that talents will be able to maintain both Twitch and YouTube accounts, but they have to do so using their real names, not WWE ring names. Talents were also told that they have to inform the company of their YouTube and Twitch accounts, even though they will be using their real names. And WWE officials reportedly made it clear that talents are encouraged to be on social media and expand their brand, but they cannot monetize their WWE names. In an update since then, uh, Vince originally wanted to put a stop to the third-party activity, period. Uh, And then COVID hit, and that was delayed. He talked about issuing the edict a few times before that, but he never pulled the trigger. Uh, While it was addressed at a recent WWE taping, uh, it's been noted how things are still vague as far as what is allowed and what is not. A source noted that the vagueness is due to the fact that nothing is etched in stone and is constantly changing. Um, one talent reported to the Observer that this week's Raw, they were told they would have to switch to using their real names instead of their WWE names for Twitch and YouTube, but would still have to let the company know. A few days before that, Mark Carano of WWE Talent Relations reportedly told wrestlers that WWE also owns the real names and that the talent could not get around the new policy by using their real names. It appears that this was clarified at Raw. Like, how could somebody own your real name? That's they what? can't. He owns Cena's. He doesn't own Cena's. Cena flat out said he owns it. He doesn't though. Here's here's the reality of it. Um, when you are licensing an actual name to WWE, like Lesnar's name, Cena's name, Kurt Angle's name, they're obviously their real names. But what they do is. They are licensed to WWE to for WWE to use them indiscriminately for all sorts of different things. It's not owned by WWE. It's still owned by the person that has it. But the difference is when it's a fake name, like, I don't know, Adam Cole or uh, Bray Wyatt, those names are actually owned by WWE. There's the big difference. Right. You can't you can't sit there and say you own Bo Rotunda's name because he he never wrestled under that name for one, or at least not in under WWE. And two, you can't um, trademark somebody's real name. That's how Jim Helwig got around the the whole gimmick. Right, but so yeah, because he legally changed his name to Warrior. Yes, his official legal name is Warrior Warrior. Which is so fan-fucking-tastic. He's a crazy loon. Um, just let me look this rest up. Rest in peace, quick. dude. Oh, rest in peace wholeheartedly. It was, that's, that was one of the weirdest fucking things that ever happened, honestly. He, w- he was the smartest fucking guy, though. Crazy as fuck, <laughs> but he was smart as hell. Oh, yeah. It was so weird how that happened, though. He... That promo almost like if you go back and watch that promo from Jim Helwig, it literally sounds like he knew he was dead. 
there were reports that he was uh, he kind of felt like shit the entire weekend. Yeah. So, which you know, a, you know, a heart attack that's looming like that does it does present that way. So, it's very possible that he was feeling like it was on his way out. So, and that's got to be one of the worst feelings ever, honestly. Yeah. He got to make his peace, though, and that says a lot. Yeah. So, again, so this is weird. It says WWE is. Uh, so, WWE owns John Cena's government name under intellectual property rights. Because it's probably licensed then. Right. So. And I'm sure if you if you um, dig up Cena's contract, it's probably written in there explicitly. So to cite an example, the WWE owns the name John Cena, and that is John Cena's actual name. That means whenever John Cena is filming, whenever he is credited in a film, the WWE gets a fucking pay cut off of that. Mm-hmm. There are some people currently working for the WWE whose names are owned by the WWE. I don't know who. I don't have a distinctive list. I haven't read everybody's contract, but those people know who they are. And the complications that come along with WWE owning trademark names and using it outside of the WWE realm is if they have intellectual property for somebody's wrestling name and that wrestling name is being used to make someone like an individual money, then that is a problem for them as they own the rights to it and it is essentially copyright infringement because you are using a copyrighted term. If, let's say, for example, a wrestler on SmackDown decides... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Release a series of adverts for a TV series. They are in the commercial for a TV series under their wrestling name. WWE either wants a cut or wants that to stop. And that is... And that is legal as they own the copyrighted material and the copyrighted material is the name of the performer when the performer wrestles. So, it is weird how the fuck Vince McMahon gets away with this. Um, there's, there's two reasons. There are two ways that this happens. Number one, he doesn't get challenged to court. Nobody has challenged him to say whether or not this is an enforceable contract. Ever. And this ha- this happens a lot in the legal realm. So what will happen is, let's say Lesnar has a problem with the way WWE does business and Vince does business. He doesn't want that set up. 
rather than go to court over it, they'll settle over it. Right. And I don't and think that that's going to be an issue anymore because he's not even under contract anymore with them. I, I'm, I'm using Lesnar as an example, but I, I, I'm just... Right. I, I'm, the point being is that if somebody tries to challenge in court, it's in WWE's best interest to settle it out of court so there's no precedent set. Right. And it's very similar to what's happening with like Uber and uh, Lyft where they're trying to figure out whether or not they're uh, independent contractors or actual employees of Uber. Um, and one of the ways that they've kind of end run that is that uh, California's enacted a law that said basically that they're employees. Right. Um, but in terms of professional wrestling, there's always been a sense that an independent contractor has always been that in professional wrestling. The only difference is that in WWE, those contracts are exclusive contracts. And you have to sit there and say, if you're having an exclusive contract with somebody and you can't work anybody else and they own you and they basically dictate your entire life, are you an independent contractor? And usually the answer is no. Right. Because it would fail on every uh, front. But because they make so much fucking money, you know, even people like, just just to throw out some names out there, you know, people like Asuka make upper six figures, seven figures on their deal. Um, I bet you that's a false. Lot, well, in terms of all the... Uh, merchandise sales that they get. I still There's think she's under seven. I still think she's under seven. I think she's high sixes, maybe. And that's if if, if her merchandise is selling good. I think. Okay, here's the thing. Anybody whose last name isn't Flair is not making a base contract money under five hundred thousand. If you're a woman, let's see here. This is what happens. Easily. I bet because you Asuka, Bailey, Sasha Banks, fucking Becky, even Becky when she was at her top, I bet you as a base salary for her contract without doing merchandise, without doing anything like that, I'm still thinking you're under 500000 for all those women except Charlotte. Charlotte is probably the only woman on that roster who's currently active that gets maybe low seven figures. You're you're correct. I'm I'm going off for the last five years because she's making two hundred fifty thousand currently. From mid two thousand eighteen on, she just did a renewal, so she's about three hundred thousand. The only one that was making over a million on the female side was Rhonda, and she was making one point five. Okay, I'm sorry, I even forgot sure. about Rhonda because she was only there a year. And then, granted, she picked up very fast. She did good for what she did, but. She was a big name. That's why she got the seven figures because she was the name of the women's division for a year. Okay, so let, let's let's work with Oscar for a second. Okay, that's quarter of a million dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for fifty two weeks. So you're looking at roughly what? I could do math, but I ain't doing that kind of math. <laughs> well, I, I can, I can get. Well, now keep in mind those are two hundred fifty thousand dollars. When you're talking about, they're not paying taxes on them. So she's making forty eight hundred a week. That that's gross. Gross. That's and gross. she has to do her own taxes and everything because it's and she has to estimate what her taxes are going to be due to the fact that it's a salary based contract and she's an individual contractor. 
not only that, they have to pay for, unless it's written in their contract specifically, they have to pay for travel, they have to pay for a hotel, they have to pay for rental cars, they have to pay for food, they have yeah. to pay for all this stuff while they're on the road. So let's say even after that, it's still $125,000 a year, okay, that they're netting. So, you, okay. so you're thinking that easily half their money is spent yeah. in hospitality for themselves to get from place to place to place. taxes, everything. Okay. So they take home $125,000 a year. Which okay? still isn't bad, really, when you think about it. Well, that, that's my point, is that if you, if you look at it that way, they're still making $2,500 or so a week. Why would you even do anything to try and fuck that up? Right. Right. So, like, the Oscars of the of the realm. Xavier Woods is not making $500,000, but he's making enough. Ooh, shit. Or, excuse me. I, um, like, um, New Day. I bet you each one of New them Day's is making half, half a million, million each. each. Yeah. They are making a half a million. Um... I'm trying to I'm trying to find somebody that's a little bit more that would make Chad a Gable. little bit more sense. Yeah, somebody like that. I, I'm I'm looking at numbers that are out of date here. For one, <laughs> like for instance, for instance, Heath Slater's on this list making four hundred thousand, and you wonder why they got rid of him. Um, well, he was there ten years. He was, and that's kind of the point. Is that a lot of those guys that got chunked out this past year? We're making a significant amount of downside guarantee money. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, all this doesn't include the, the royalties that they make off of pay-per-views getting watched on WWE Network, um, merchandise sales, they get a cut of that. They get a mm-hmm. cut of uh, house show uh, merch and all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the, the point being is that all these guys are making a significant amount of money and will not challenge something like this, even though it would probably be in their best interest uh, to challenge something like that because they know as soon as something happens like this ha- goes through, you're fucked. You can't all of a sudden you get buried on the roster and a year from now when they think, oh, maybe we need to start cutting more talent, your name comes up on the list first. Right. And all of a sudden you're you're scraping at ROH trying to get a, a $50,000 contract or a per date contract. Yeah. And here here's the thing. With, so yeah, Chad Gable is probably only making, he's probably making less than some of the women on the roster. I can guarantee that. I find those numbers. Um, so because WWE is a public entity, their salaries have to be disclosed. Right. And you could probably Which, look up last year's salary, not this current year. I'm just trying to find any of them that's a little bit more right. recent than the one I have. Uh, do uh, 2019 roster salary? This one's from mid-2019. That's that's pretty That's recent. pretty recent, so yeah, go with that. Uh, so, like, Dolph Ziggler's making one and a half million dollars. People bitch about how Dolph Ziggler's been misused in WWE. Meanwhile, he's sitting there padding his fucking pockets with bank. Right. You know, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. When was this written? Um, 
Okay, so this is like mid-2018, but still, that's still... So... Obviously... Just just looking at this alone and hearing some of these, is just obviously, you know... Oh, there we go. 2020 salaries revealed with Lesnar topping. So... And I just want to point out that while we're while we're on the subject here about mm-hmm. Lesnar, Lesnar's making twelve million a fucking year, working what thirty dates? If there's that. no way, there's no way AEW is going to pay that much for it. Okay, so here you go. Here's Oscar. Oscar's making, yeah, two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand. Um. What do you think... So, Steve, if you had to take a guess, what do you think Liv Morgan is making? Oh, Liv, 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 Liv. Um, at least give me a hint. Above or below Asuka? Oh, obviously below. You know where she below. is on the card. On the card. You know where she is. About, where do you, about mid... I'm guessing 135 Not even fucking close. $80,000. I want I want to point out, you wanted to, you, we're talking about this list here. I make more than a lot of these women. Yeah. That says a lot. Especially if you consider, once again, those are numbers that are based off the fact that they're independent contractors, not employees. Right. So. That's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And with no shade to Naya or Sonya Deville or Carmella or any of those people, why the fuck are they not making more money than they are? Right. Because they're not unionized. Oh, don't even get me started, man. Be, well, and, and I'll leave it at that, but the, the thing is is that this did try happening once with Jesse Ventura, and... Mm-hmm. He got ran out of the business. Yeah. Just like most people... Um, I hate to bring more politics into this shit, but you know it's the same way that Walmart and Amazon do business. It's no different. You don't, from a corporation standpoint, you don't want a union inside because they tend to, you know, cost them money to do that. You know, it's it's just how it is. So anytime they can bust a union for any reason, all the better. Mm-hmm. And once again, nobody. Bo Dallas isn't going to sit there and go, yeah, you know, I don't think I really want to have WWE own my Bo Rotunda name. Meanwhile, he's getting 300000 for sitting at home. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so you all remember Tyson Fury coming in for a match, right? Uh-huh. How much do you think he got paid for that? Way too goddamn much. Take a fucking guess. Two million? <laughs> Five? Fifteen. Yep. Although I will say, everyone claims that number's been exaggerated. But here's the problem with that. One of the shows that he worked was the Saudi show. Of course he just got paid a shit ton of money. Right, a lot of that was blood money. I mean, uh-huh. I, I didn't say such a thing. Please don't kill me. I, I mean, like he fucking listens. 
legally speaking, if somebody came to me and said, I'll pay you eight figures to do a show in Saudi Arabia, how can you turn that down? Quite fucking Would you turn that down? Honestly. You're going to turn down eight figures. Uh, as long as spot. I don't get trapped on an airplane and it's a hostage situation because Vince McMahon's a horrible deal breaker with fucking Iradian princes. Yeah, I'm going to stay the fuck home. Nope, I'm going. Sorry. You pay me $10 million and I'll do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Okay, here's a barbed wire baseball bat fully cloaked in fucking gasoline. We're going to light it on fire. Now you have to shove it up your ass 20 times. Here's $10 million. My answer uh, to that would be how hard and how fast. <laughs> do you want me to pull it open for you or you just want to do it yourself? <laughs> like you want me to get you want me to dress up like a pretty little girl or Yeah. Oh my god. Like how puckered how puckered should I it's, be? It's easy to say that you turn down that amount of money when it hasn't been actually offered to you. I would turn it down in a heartbeat. Just because of where it's going. There's there's a... Yeah, straight in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We're horrible people. (laughs) Yeah, and and here's the reality of it. There's guys like Sami Zayn and, you know, Kevin Owens that outright said no, that they're not going to do that. But there are also people that, you know, Kevin's making $2 million a year on his own. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Sammy wasn't making that much, but he's making enough to be comfortable. And and Sammy's just that type of person that would turn down that stuff no matter what. And good for them. Absolutely. But when you're talking about somebody that lives in the world of money, turning down money is the ultimate sin. Yeah. It is. It is. And and that's just the, the reality of corporate businesses, especially in America. Yeah. Uh. And I don't know how this came up on a fucking wrestling podcast, but... Yeah, it is what it is. Hey, we'll talk about anything. I will talk about the financial calls that happen on with WWE because I have stock in the company, so... I get to be a part of those fucking calls, and it's... it's Then I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, I have to admit, listening to those calls really shows what kind of man Vince McMahon is. And, like, I was talking about it a few weeks ago, or a couple months ago now... Uh, for the second quarter call, they were like, uh, why did Paul Heyman get fired? Um, no reason. We liked his work. We just want to go in a different direction. Okay. So, I mean, you like his work. You said it if you like his work, but we want to go in a different direction. That means you didn't like his work. It's, it's double speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's always double It's like, what the uh, Are they still doing the, the, the quarterly dividends? Yeah. Yeah. I knew they were they're they've been doing them for a long time, but I don't know if they were still doing it through the pandemic. Yeah, there there was a whole there's a whole thing on that, and there was another thing about a fucking Kansas City's fireman re- pension plan or retirement pension plan fucking losing 125 million dollars in the stock, so they fucking sued him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what? Why would a fireman's Pension plan <laughs> going to WWE stock <laughs> because they saw it was a bullish thing and it gives dividends. Oh my god, I understand it. It was, I just. 
Thought it was a weird news headline. Kansas City Fire Fire Department suing WWE. What? My answer is get in line. <laughs> Look, if the federal government isn't gonna fucking win against Vince McMahon, I think we all lose. Yeah. So, on to the last thing. And so, my old man speech, or my old man rant, will not be going towards NXT this week. It will be going towards AEW. NXT, you got off fucking lucky, in my opinion. Um, but we're going to be talking about how stupid and how pig-headed and how fucking retarded, and I use that word lightly, Tony Khan and Chris Jericho are about the Matt Hardy situation. For those of you who did not watch the pay-per-view at All Out, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara had a broken rules match. To my understanding, it was a last-man-standing match, and the stipulation was if Matt lost, he was gone from AEW. They set up a spot on a scissor lift. The scissor lift is all the way down. It's 10 feet high when it's all the way down. Sammy Guevara was about to get side effect off the scissor lift, which probably would have been the safer spot of the two that they fucking did. And he gets out of it, turns around, spears Matt Hardy off the scissor lift onto the tables below, misses the fucking tables, and Matt Hardy clonks his head 10-12 feet in the air on the concrete solid floor, which is probably about 12 feet deep. Now, Aubrey Edwards, I do not envy her fucking job whatsoever, throws up the fucking X. We all know that the X means Shit something, got real. something's wrong. Right. Now, the AEW doctor, don't know his name at the time, I'm just going to call him Shithead. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Look, this ain't clean. If you have kids listening to this, fucking cover their ears. Shithead decides to do an on-field test for a concussion. Now, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV. But I'm pretty sure that you're not going to get a positive or negative answer from someone... Within 10 seconds. Yeah. Now, if you continue to watch the match, for some reason, they they continued it. I, I see an X, that match stops. I don't care what the stipulation is. They could have did a no contest and called it a day. Right, I'll talk about my feelings on that when you're done. They continue the match. Obviously, Matt Hardy is fucking concussed. You can easily tell that he is gone. There's no lights upstairs whatsoever. 
pretty much the analogy is the wheel's turning, but the hamster's dead. That's pretty much what's going on right now in Matt Hardy's head. He, pre- he pretty much deleted himself. <laughs> you can tell that he's spaghetti-legged. He's wobbly. He's Sammy is trying to carry his ass to the fucking final spot. Can't do it. Aubrey throws up the second X. That should have been enough. The first one should have been enough, but the second one definitely should have dead stopped it in its fucking tracks. They finished the fucking match. They did the spot with Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, which I don't remember because I was so pissed off at the time that I was so focused on this. It's like, what the fuck is going on? So now Tony Khan. Oh, let me backtrack a little bit. Ribby Hardy, Matt's wife, claimed that a thousand percent he had a concussion, and also questioned if Matt wasn't injured. He wasn't cleared to wrestle last week if he supposedly didn't have a concussion. Meanwhile, Tony Khan said a few times that Matt is fine; he's being checked out. It was just a precautionary measure, and he remains in good health. Okay, and Rebby pretty much went on Twitter and said, you're a fucking liar, and that's bullshit. Okay. Jericho has his special little Saturday night Q&As on Facebook. He took a scary fall, appeared hurt, but was actually fine. Here was his quote. I was scared at first. Obviously, it was a stunt gone wrong. I just feel whenever you're falling from that high, we should have some more tables out there and some pads on the floor, but guys are brave, and thankfully Matt was not hurt. Right there, I call bullshit. You could tell Matt was hurt. And that's what upsets me the most, is that somebody is a veteran like Chris Jericho who everybody was behind at the beginning of this fucking promotion starting, goes out and says that he wasn't hurt, didn't have a concussion. No matter what you hear, he did not have a concussion. He was hurt, he banged his head, but you know, the match ended very quickly after that, and you know, no one really knows what was going on in that. Well, no shit, because you had shithead fucking give him a goddamn... Five second exam saying, oh, he's good. What the fuck? Thankfully, Matt wasn't hurt and he was on the show this week and I'll, I'll, I'm sure he'll be on the show next week and for many weeks to come. So I'm glad we did not have anything bad happen there. (sighs) Did he take a bump? Who? On Dynamite? Um, Matt. He came out and pretty much said, I'm going away for a while. And when I come back, I'm focusing on the championship. So he was the most... The moment... I, I didn't watch the full match. I only watched the clip. The moment I seen that clip and seen the first X, I couldn't watch more than five seconds of it afterwards. I've seen what a concussion looks like. My dad had one. That match should have been stopped the moment the first X was thrown. Stipulation or not, things happen. Like you said, no contest. Do the match again another time. Mm-hmm. 
sleazy? Okay, so a lot to unpack there. Number one, um, there are quick tests that you can do for cognitive assessment to see immediately if somebody has a concussion. They are not... They're not truly FDA approved, but they're used as a quick guideline. Matt has probably had more concussions than I can, than fingers and toes. Oh, easily. So, TLC to one, two, three. To That's what able, you say. Yeah. So to to have him try and go through something like that, he could probably do it completely concussed. Um. Which is something you probably shouldn't be proud of. Right. Yeah! (laughs) I don't want want that badge on my Cub Scout sash. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, raped by the scout leader, maybe, but not concussed through a match. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, I'm not sure Matt got that particular merit badge. Um, (laughs) Fucking another guy's wife? Um... I think that just leaves it on edge. But anyway, yeah. uh, so I, I will defend the doctor in saying that if he thought he would, if he thought he, the, the Maddox score was okay and let him go, so be it. That being said, Matt should have been like, I can't do this. I, I give a lot of shit to Matt for not saying, okay, I need to stop. Especially considering that no matter which way you're going to end that, you kind of have to go, Matt's done. (laughs) At least for a little while. Right. Let him get written off TV. But the problem with that is, is that I don't think Matt had any wherewithal to say, I'm done. I think, as much as I hate to say this, it was instinct for him, more or less, to, you know, keep on going with the motions because, A, you know where the fuck you are. B, you, if you do know you're in a wrestling match, you know that you're just going to keep on going to the next spot. But the problem with it was is that after he got checked out by the doctor, he couldn't fucking walk to the next goddamn thing. Sammy, who is like half his fucking weight and size, was trying so to what? carry him to the fucking next spot. Yeah, um, I heard that... that Basically, it was all a mess afterwards. And what the hell? I mean, I I will be the first person on top of wrestler safety. The spot was a botch, obviously. The spot probably should have been set up more safe. That being said, they did the spot. And unfortunately, Matt watched his head bounce like a fucking bowling ball on the ground. But... You have to sit there and say, at what point do you need to divorce yourself from the fact that the match needs to continue because there's an individual here that's significantly injured. Mm-hmm. And the doctor was still right there, and he saw him fucking spaghetti-legged, wobbly-legged, couldn't even fucking stand, and didn't have Aubrey call the fucking match. Well, here's the other thing, is that that should have been... A trainer's call that should have been the doctor's call that should have been the agent's call of the match. Right. That that's what I was thinking though. Like there should be a point where yeah, the guy said he wants to continue, but 
there should be a point, like you said, where other people need to think for him in this situation and worry about his safety. Because obviously he can't clearly understand what's going on right now. Right, and, exactly. And here's the, the here's the other questionable part about this, is that Sammy Guevara's, you know, Sammy had, had nothing to do with the, the way it was botched, okay? It, no. It, you look at it, it was just a misalignment. There's nothing they could have done. Besides maybe put the tables back another two feet. Yes, I'd agree with that. That's but, about it. But do you, that's that's armchair booking, honestly, or armchair yeah. quarterbacking. You know, yeah, of course. Now that you see it, yeah, you probably should have done that. Well, if you, uh, if but, you also look at it, 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 okay, so the scissor lift was, like I said, down all the way, and you're ten feet in the air. You know Matt's going to jump, taking the spear backwards. So why not measure the distance of Matt Hardy's height plus four feet to even out the fucking thing so that that way when the dipshit jumps, he doesn't fucking hit his head off the floor. I, I Once again, I have to give leeway to Matt on that because Matt will tell you outright that no table spot's going to be the same, no matter how many times you set it up, no matter how many times you, you you play around with it, no matter how many similar spots you do, they're always different, and you're always going to land in different spots. I've personally done it myself. You have you have to kind of hope for the best in a lot of them. You know, you have a good idea of where you're going to land, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're actually going to land there because something strange could have happened. Right. You know, maybe Sammy got a little bit more you know, oomph on his spear or um, you thought you were going to take it a little bit less in the gut than you actually did. It, there's like, no I, real good way of doing that. Like, I got a perfect example. My dad was in a hardcore, or, or no, I quit match against a good buddy of ours and he was set up on a table and his opponent was on the top rope going to the outside and elbow dropped him to the table and he was snoring. Yeah. It happens a lot more often than you think. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it doesn't happen a lot more often. I'm just saying, like, if you guys are, if if people are smart enough to figure out, hey, we're going to set this up again or next to something, and you see how tall Matt Hardy is, which he's six five, so you want the tables to be eleven to twelve feet away from the scissor lift, because you know when you take a spear, your feet come out of the air, and if if it's off an object. The person that's taking the spear will be taking an extra lift off whatever they're standing on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, how much did you say, how tall he is? Matt's like, what, 6'5"? He bills himself at 6'2". No way. He's 5'11". No, he can't, he's, oh god, now I gotta see how hot. 3 inches, 30 pounds. Whoops, not Mattress Store, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy height? Six two. That's a build height. No, he's he's six two. He's easily yeah, and, six two. If Edge okay. is six five, he's six two. 
I would easily say. That's why I said 6'5", because him and Edge were almost fucking the same height. Okay, let's try this. How tall do you think Kurt Angle is? Kurt? Yeah. 5'9", 5'10". Kurt comes up to my shoulders, and I'm a shoot 5'9". Okay, so he's 5'8". No, five, to my shoulders. Oh, okay. He's so five, five four. six. Oh, five four. Shit, he's as tall as my yeah. mom. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone gets at least three inches and thirty pounds. That's that's pretty much a standard thing. Um, the standing joke is that Adam Cole and Zack Saber Jr. are both six feet. Have you ever seen a picture of them together? No. <laughs> Uh, for people listening, seriously, go Google both of them. There's a there's a picture out there where Adam's good six inches shorter, and yet they're both built at six feet tall. That's funny. And once again, you know, Austin's about my height. But remember, Crash Holly allegedly was about seven feet tall and weighed 500 pounds. And that's kind of where the real... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Yeah. That, that entire thing was a rib to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, oh, like I said, my old man rant was going towards AEW this week because... <laughs> yeah, sorry for the derail. No, no, no. For, it's fine. It's just it. <sighs> for once, folks, it wasn't about Pat McAfee. True. No, but it was. It's it's about another blonde, blonde dumbass. Let's talk about the real Slim Shady. I mean, Marrow, and he. <sighs> Why would you come out like that? He looked like Dominic Mysterio when he was like nine. He looked like Eminem if he fucking actually worked out. Yeah. Hot take. I loved it. Am I really the hot take? Oh my god. So, I mean, it was cool and all, but it's like at the same time. Eh. My only problem with the the bit was they came out with Sammy Guevara. Right. <laughs> so my- he's going to get a fucking face pop. Why would you? Why would you waste right. that on Guevara? Right. Now, here's here's the thing. My my complaint with AEW, besides the Matt Hardy incident, and it's, it's, it has nothing... Well, it does have something to do with the signing of all the ex-WWE talent, but it's in a different light of the whole thing. Cody Rhodes in 2019, or 2018, before AEW was a thing. No. 2019. It was 2019, right before AEW was a thing. When everybody found out that it was going to be a thing. He said they only want to sign 5% of the WWE currently, at the time. 
if you look back at how big the fucking roster was, and, and that's including NXT, Raw, SmackDown, all enhancement talent, all everything. They only have 20 guys total, maybe, including agents from Arn and Tully and Billy Gunn. Total ex-WWE superstars. At the time, I could understand the whole 5% thing. And I still think it's at that 5% mark because I haven't seen Pac in a while. And that's probably due to COVID. Seeing Rusev pop up was a weird one because I'm like, okay, because Lana's still in WWE, so that's going to be a whole fucking thing now. (sighs) Billy Gunn was pretty much out the door before he even left. Uh, who else? Ty Dillinger. His gimmick was 10 and that was it. It always will be, unfortunately. Yeah. He's perfection. Yeah. Perfect 10, whatever. FTR. <laughs> obviously the best tag team in the world. Bar none. I think they are the best. They remind me of like good late 80s, early 90s tag team wrestling. And I think they are probably the best tag team in the world. And they were so underused in WWE that they can make a case to go to AEW and shove it up Vince's ass. Same thing with Rusev. Uh, Like I said, Arn, Tully, Billy Gunn, agents now. They're they're agents for AEW. Dean Malenko is an agent for AEW. I hear a lot of WCW talent. It, yeah, it's mostly WC, ex-WCW talent that went to WWE because they bought WCW and then got fired due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Arns was fired because he let a drunk Alicia Fox in on a live event. But that's neither here nor there. Which, by the way, she has a Legends contract if anybody wants to get angry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like... Okay, I'm okay with that. It... I get I get people being mad about well they weren't going to sign all these well okay First of all what what is their problem with that I think it's Who, because Where are they going to go? Well they have Impact, they have Ring of Honor. Okay. okay. Well, Ring of Honor's just coming back to to TV. Okay, let, let let's let's look at the, the literally look at the true options here. You've got AEW which is selling or Signing major talent, yeah, with major money behind them. Then you have Impact. Impact has about as much money as I do. <laughs> okay, maybe a little bit more, especially after they sign the Good Brothers. No, especially they, they have a lot of money now because they're with um, Anthem. Yes, but they don't have that much revenue coming in. They've never had that much revenue coming in. Well, my point being, so where are all these talent contracts coming from? Anthem. Anthem. The, the company Impact that, itself does not own any of the talent like WWE or AEW does. Exactly. Anthem itself is actually probably a better bet for most wrestlers to go to 
because they're actually treating them like employees. As in, as in, they get the paycheck plus benefits. Okay, yeah. My my point with that though is that they're still not making nearly the money that they would be at AEW. Depending on who you are, Heath Slater and Brian Myers, yeah, they'd definitely be making the same no matter which way they went. (laughs) Okay, yes, but. (laughs) Let's look at the Good Brothers. Let's look at Luke and uh, Carl. Because Luke and Carl's number one reason why they signed with Impact was they had a clause in their contract that they could go back to um, New Japan. And with all due respect to Carl Anderson, who is my, you know, my my true blood brother with his hot Asian wife. Um, Lucky bastards. Hey, I have a hot Asian wife. So. Oh. He and I. So you're also a lucky bastard. Damn right I am. Um, But but the the point is that their deal was kind of special for the mass majority of wrestlers. They're not going to get that type of deal, right? So they're not really you know good for a former WWE guy that they don't see as a a ticket pusher. You know, as much. Right. So they're kind of out. Then you've got Ring of Honor. I love Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor and me have a long history. You know, I've I've followed Ring of Honor for many, many, many years. Yep. They are not going to be able to pay anybody anywhere near what they are worth. You know, especially coming from a three hundred thousand dollar contract. You're you're not even going to get twenty percent of that working for Ring of Honor, and most of the time, they're per date. Right. So then you're stuck going to Japan, and if you don't like Japan, you're kind of fucked. Or an, or the newly reformed NA, or NWA. Which is having a problem because Billy Corgan's kind of a, an asshole, and Dave Lagana is a fucking asshole. Well, Dave Lagana uh, got just resigned a month or two ago due to... Speaking out. Uh, yeah, the whole speak out movement or whatever. So that was, but all the more NWA, power to those people to get rid of a scumbag. But their their company's basically done because they their only reason why they were doing TV. Well, it wasn't their only reason. The only person that was running their TV was Dave Lagana, and now that's pretty much gone. That's why Stu came back to NXT. Yeah. So. And they've lost a bunch of talent to AEW and WWE when Evolve kind of collapsed because a lot of those Evolve contracts allowed them to work other shows. Like Eddie Kingston was a great example of that. Um, Yeah. But the point is that you've got really no other place to go. The indies aren't running right now. So you can't sit there and bide your time getting $750 per date because... um, S-E-L-L-W in North Dakota decided that they needed a draw and anybody with XWWE in their name was going to draw it for them. You know, there is nothing like that right now because of COVID. So (laughs) there is no other place to go. There really isn't. So I don't blame them for, you know, pulling a contact here or there. Oh, I know Cody. Oh, I know the Bucks. You know, I... 
the Buffalo Brothers are coming up uh, this week on AEW Dark. Yeah, can't and wait to watch getting, that, actually. That's going to be a good match. Love that. They're only in there because Pepper Parks is there. With all due respect to Pepper. I know They're Pepper his boys. But, but the reality is they're getting opportunities because they pulled their, you know, the, the association card. Right, and which is fine, and, and I have no issue with that. It's just everybody's now going on the whole, well, they weren't going to sign a lot of XWWE wrestlers. Well, what the fuck did you expect was going to happen now? It'd be different. It Obviously, the 5% thing would still be true if everybody that they that are currently on that roster now, that's XWWE, were still part of WWE. Exactly. Things have changed in the last two years, you know. It's not like, you know, Cody was had a hit list of people he wanted and, you know, he convinced them all to leave right during the pandemic. You know, what the fuck is wrong with people? Right, and it's... it. I don't know. It, it, wrestling fans are some of the most... Fickle sons of bitches I ever met. Yeah, you literally took the words right out of my mouth, Steve. I am so proud of you. Um, no, so, but and I've been spending seven and a half years bitching about it on the wrestling show. Plug wrestlingshow.com. <laughs> also, plug the wrestling show with Season Fat Man on the Gear Radio Network. Gear Radio G E R E Radio or Gear Network G E R E Network dot com. You also find us on Spotify. But we're actually off the air because technically, I took a month off. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm moving. The only reason why I did this one is because I have what's left of my computer still sitting here. Nice. But, uh, so... If you thought I wasn't going to talk about NXT... Boy, are you dead fucking wrong. The old man rant went to AEW, but I'm still going to bitch out NXT. And then we will go to the main event topic of the night. Do you do you actually enjoy wrestling? Oh, I love it. I love wrestling. Do you, do you, I, I'm just wondering. I'm just making sure. It, I'm starting. I'm starting to realize that Jim Cornette is not entirely wrong. <laughs> That's when he knows you've reached the dark side. Goddamn, pal! Holy shit! Double cheese, <laughs> double <laughs> bacon. Goddamn, fucking piece of shit! What the fuck you gonna do? You do you fucking shield? I will fucking kill y'all, fuckers! Yeah. I expect Jim Cornette one day to come out in a black robe and say, Execute Order 66. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> I've always I've always tried to listen to Cornette's podcast, but I can never do it because whoever does his sound editing is a garbage human being. I can never listen to it well. <laughs> it's um, terrible. So... I want to talk about NXT because last week that fucking Fatal Four Way Iron Man match was shit. Or the week the week before, I'm sorry. This is this is a little bit pre-taped before or after the fact, but that Fatal Four Way Iron Man match, like I said on last week's podcast, was nothing more than somebody going to the randomizer on fucking 2K20 and fucking going, "This is a good idea." So they promised us a new NXT champion at that match. They screwed the finish up with a draw. And then 
said, oh no, the real NXT Championship match will happen the following week. Okay. So now we're going to be promised a new two-time NXT Champion in a short list of people. So now it is Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe, and Finn Balor. They open up the fucking show with this match. That's just blasphemy. The main event was Rhea Ripley and fucking Shelly, or whatever the fuck Martina is, her fucking name is. I can't remember at the time. Mercedes Martinez. Thank you, Mercedes Martinez. A steel cage match, main event, the women. If it was for the NXT Women's Championship maybe I'd consider that being the main event because it's a steel cage and the other one is just a normal one-on-one. But, it was a grudge match for Rhea Ripley against the Robert Stone brand. Not even just Martinez, just the Robert Stone brand. In a steel cage match, which in my opinion still sucked the life out of that fucking building. But so, I'll watch anything that we're ever playing. I don't care what it is. Shocker. I mean... And... <laughs> the Adam Cole-Finn Balor match should have ended the fucking night. I agree, though, with that, yeah. It's something different. I hate to go all Bruce Pritchard on you guys, but it was something different. Yeah, and something different sometimes never fucking works. Like it did here. I don't. Oh, I disagree. I, I disagree I with that. I don't mean to use a horrible pun here, but it sh- shocked the system. I'm here all week. Okay, I'm done, you guys. See ya. Yeah, same here. I'm gone. Um, no. It... I didn't like the women's match. I thought it sucked. I thought the Adam Cole-Finn Balor match was probably one of the best matches of the year so far to date. And then they... F- I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Undisputed Era. Because Adam Cole is a babyface at this point. In the exclusive YouTube video, when Finn Balor is coming back with the championship, Adam Cole comes back and shakes his hand and fucking two-sweets him. During NXT, the Undisputed Era cheat the fucking win and then beat him down afterwards. I mean, some other faces cheated to win before. But when they're doing it in a heel... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Manor. Like, what the fuck? Is now Adam Cole going to break away from the Undisputed Era? Become the hero that everybody wants him to be? And then have Roderick Strong probably lead Undisputed Era? I mean, it hasn't been the first time Roderick Strong has led a... Well, no, he didn't leave that. Yeah, he did leave that. He led decade. He led what? 
in Ring of Honor. What was it called? It was Decade. It was Roderick Strong, BJ Whitmer, somebody else. Huh. Oh, it might have been Jimmy Jacobs. I don't remember wasn't that, that. When they, No, wasn't that when they were dealing with scum? No, this was afterwards. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, but, scum was nothing more than NWO 2.0. But, I mean, who they How dare you? First of all, <laughs> Steve Carino was part of that. Number two, Kevin fucking Steen was a part of that. Number three, how dare you besmirch the name of Of the NWO? I know, I know, I I know. I shouldn't have dispersed the NWO like that. It's it's a thing. But it's just... (laughs) No, in my opinion, the way that it was booked, besides the whole Kevin Steen leaving and then disbanding the whole group, after a match, fine. That wasn't NWO, but this was NWO light, if not fucking diet. I disagree. <laughs> Which is fine. Everybody has an opinion. I, 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 I can't argue that. Please, I, will see, respect, I agree with you. I respect how wrong you are. <laughs> please, see, I agree with you on this one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate it. A lot of respect. A lot of respect. But, uh, yeah. So, NXT sucked, in my opinion. It, it just... with Besides the Adam Cole-Finn Balor match, I thought the rest of the show sucked. I don't know what the fuck was going on with everything. I don't know why the women's match was main event. It shouldn't have been main event, my opinion. Um, Raw was a whole bunch of different bullshit. The only highlight was Keith Lee blocking, blocking the RKO with just standing there with his fucking hands on his knees. I thought that was neat. That was about the only new thing I saw. Really? Keith Lee versus Randy Orton? That's happened four times in a week. No, I mean the reversal or the counter of the RKO. I thought that was neat, the way he just stood there and didn't take it like an asshole. (laughs) First rule. That's after 25 years, somebody figured out how not to take an RKO. Right. Put your hands on your knees. Yeah, just put your hands on your knees. What's he going to do? Fucking flat on his back with you? No, he's just going to fall. You know what? what 14 that? world titles. And if only somebody put their hands on their knees. Yeah. You want to know what kind of counter to the RKO I've always wanted to see? Him doing it to the Big Show, and Big Show just takes his hand and goes, no, and then slap. Oh, like a full-on hand chop, like swat him down like a fly? Yeah. Oh, that would have hurt so much. Or, or... I want to see Randy Orton versus Walter, just so I can see Walter oh. chop Randy Orton as he goes for an RKO. I, I just want to see Walter chop people. Just that's all I care about. You know who what? I'd love to see Walter chop and do a great sell for? Ricochet. I oh, think. I think him slapping Ricochet right in the chest would either cave in Ricochet's chest or make him do like three flips and then land on his feet for no fucking reason and then fall. Oh, you mean the you king- know he would sell that. To, <laughs> to hell oh, 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 you mean the King of Flippy shit? Yeah, the the King of Flippy style. Will um, Ospreay's the Archduke of Flippy shit. <laughs> Will, Will Ospreay's the Archduke of fucking getting roasted by Randy Orton on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Walter, no, Walter and Ricochet happened at PWG. Oh, I don't doubt that. PWG has probably had a lot of 
like future WWE matches that have never oh, happened in WWE. I well, that was only a few years ago, though. Oh yeah, that was 2017. Yeah, you'd think I would know that. I was a huge fan of. Well, I still am, but I I used to watch like religiously PWG. Oh, I love. PWG. I completely forgot that. But uh, yeah, and then SmackDown, they finally pulled the fucking trigger on By two storylines. The goddess Alexa Bliss finally hit the sister Abigail. Which, great on her, I guess, for taking Bray Wyatt's finisher? And then the trance and walk into the back of it. Like I said from the beginning, there's slowly turning, like the Harley Quinn scenario with her. Well, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but WWE on Fox tweeted, uh, Hello, Mr. B, with, uh, during the payback pay-per-view when Alexa Bliss was watching the television screen with The Fiend making its entrance. Yeah, no, I didn't hear about that. But as the moment she interacted with The Fiend, I'm like, they're setting up a Harley Quinn thing. Right, and then and when I saw the Hello, Mr. B, I read that in the Harley Quinn animated Batman voice. Right. And I'm just like, Huh. Because she's already cosplayed as Harley Quinn. Might as well start acting like her. There you go. I can't disagree with that. And they fucking pulled the trigger with Bailey and Sasha. About damn time. But Sasha's the face. We gotta do something different. I don't know if I like it or not. I know I know Bailey's supposed to be the heel, but it's just like... I can't. I don't know. I'd rather see Bailey the face, and I'd rather see Sasha the bitch. But maybe the payoff this time where actually she gets to win a world title and keep it for more than a month. Uh, on no. average, it's twenty-four days. So if she keeps it longer than twenty-five days, she should call it a win. Fair point. Little piece of trivia for you. Bailey has attacked everyone oh, yeah, of in the, the first week of September. Four horsewomen in the first week of September. That's phenomenal. She did it that to is high quality booking. What was it? It was Charlotte on September third, Becky on September fourth of the following year, and then Sasha on September fifth. I was like, what the fuck? That is an odd fact for anybody to fucking know. And September 6th, she's going to have a match against herself. Oh, well, she's going to cane herself. Oh, God, Sam no. Kane, right in her own ass. It's either going to be Kane or Taker. I don't know which one I'd rather see no, more. Singapore Kane. Singapore Kane. Like, as in oh. the Sandman's. Oh, okay. I'm okay with that, then. If she... If she she does that, then that that'll make good TV. And certain uh, Oh my god! No, yeah, it, it was it was the slowest burn possible. Obviously, Sasha's gonna win the fucking title from her, right? And then they're gonna play up the storyline where Sasha's never defended the title once correctly, right? Um, and then. Money in the bank. Let's talk about this real quick before we go on to the next topic. Otis is money in the bank. When the fuck are they going to pull the trigger on it? 
that's not what I'm wondering about. What the fuck are they gonna do with Miz and Morrison once they get the contract? Because it's bound to happen now at this point. Because I think it's gonna be either Miz or Morrison who gets the money in the bank, the the contract that says they get the title match, because now they've. Played in storyline where it, Miz says, We just have to get the contract to my lawyer so he can read it so we can find a loophole. This is assuming that Miz has never won the Money in the Bank contract. He has. Yeah. So he should have a copy of it. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck kind of storyline is well, this? Well, there you go. You just blew that fucking storyline right out of the goddamn water. <laughs> what the I mean, fuck? It's I not. I, you know what? I wasn't even thinking that far outside the box. Jesus Christ. Or here, here's another thing. It's a public contract. Mm-hmm. It's going to be out there. He could just ask management. Hey, can I see that contract? They'd have to give it to him. He, they're a public company. Right. He doesn't have to go trick Otis out of giving him his lunchbox. <laughs> but honestly, he could just trade him a ham for it and probably get it that way too. What the fuck? I mean, yeah, but... Maybe two hams. I mean, depends on how many hams he's going to give Mandy. Well, doesn't matter. Mandy got traded the Raw. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which was even more stupid to hear. And then she took it to Twitter, kayfabe, and fucking kept the storyline. I'm like, why? Why not? No, you want to hear something really special? Oh, here we go. Guess what I heard teasing a WWE return? Well, Ronda. Summer Rae. Oh, <laughs> God, no. Yeah. Actually, you know so, what? No. Bring Summer Rae back, make her the Raw Women's Champion like 20 times, and then fucking send her on her way. To Raw Underground and defend her. So, <laughs> with that. <laughs> Now that we know that that storyline's just blown right out of the fucking water by logic. Um, oh, no, wait. One last thing. He was going to take the contract and defend it raw underground. Of course he was. So we're going to talk about the women of the WWE and who we thought the best woman wrestler to each of us was. And before we do that, we're going to take a quick sponsor break by Anchor.fm. Thanks, guys, for coming back to the podcast. So this is probably going to be a short, sweet version of the main event topic because we've been going for a good long time now. And uh, so everybody's favorite female wrestler. We will start with Sleazy. Um, it should be pretty obvious. Okay. Um, the correct answer, the correct answer is Asuka. There is nobody in any way, shape, or form that can even touch her record, what she's done in the business, or anything of that nature. She's done it all. Okay. Uh, Steve, who do you got and why? I've 
been racking my brain on this all day because it's changed throughout the years. I mean, I really don't. I'm just gonna go with Becky because I really I I got so many other ones that are tied for first place in my mind that okay. it's I I really can't. So Becky, you're saying is has got your first place. Yeah, I mean, there's others, but I don't want to, you know, like, get into all that. Right. Which is fine. So, here's my hot take, and I put this on TikTok uh, earlier this week. And, by the way, if you want to follow me on, or follow us all on TikTok, it is at Report on TikTok. Um, Except for Sleazy. Sleazy sleazy. stays the fuck away from TikTok. (laughs) Sleazy stays away, that's fine. Um, I said that the number one woman's wrestler in the entire world is Sable. Because eh. <laughs> she's fucking Brock Lesnar? Well, no, not that. Name, when, name... when we were all teenagers, she showed us her sweet, sweet milk makers. <laughs> yeah, name... but so did Stacy the Cat Carter. Yeah. So did May Young. So did May Young. Yeah, May both... Young. May Young is the only professional wrestler to have competed in nine different decades. Holy Jeez. shit! And gave birth to a hand. And also gave birth. That's not high on the the weird trivia list, but it is up there. <laughs> Well, no, the weird trivialist for the hand is that they actually made it a recurring character. That's also wonderful booking. I like how they had it, like, what was it, Raw 1000, the hand was all grown up. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I th- Which, by the way, still thought at that point Mae Young was still the hottest woman in the fucking planet. But, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Sable is the number one woman's wrestler, period, and not because she fucked Brock Lesnar. Why? I need to know why. Yeah, so do I. I, I Name one other person who's covered the fucking TV Guide, WWE, and Playboy magazines. In the same year. Well, it's not hard to do Playboy at that point. You just gotta have, you just gotta have, you know, certain two things on your chest. Well, no, not now. The the problem is that who, who brought in more money? Who brought in more money for a company than Sable? If, if, if you look at the people. if you look at the fucking money she was making on her contract in the WWE contract, comparative to what they were bringing in for what she was doing. Easily outweighs her fucking wrestling ability. I I will give you the fact that she was definitely a draw in a time where other women wrestlers were not a draw. But she was not. Let me let me kind of tiptoe on this because I I'm going to say something that's probably. Controversial anyway, but whatever. I got, I got a per. I'll give a perfect example real quick. 
put put her in today's roster pool, and how much would she stand out compared to who we got now? Well, she'd definitely be hotter than Lana. Um, she'd be hotter than Mandy Rose. Um, um she's definitely got Alexa Bliss beat by fucking years. Um, and and no. to to touch on your other point about Sable. What what were the three things that you gave her? Playboy TV Guide and WWE magazines. Okay, so Kimberly Page was on WCW uh, version of their magazine, also Which on TV bought. Guide and also on Playboy. Yeah, she was. I mean, what? So I mean, so you you're calling Kimberly Page number two? Oh, easily. The only reason why people remember Kimberly is because of Diamond. The Diamond Doll. The only reason why people remember Sable, well, not only, there's a bunch more, but she's taken a potato sack off on television. She's had handprints on her tits. She's had uh, more money brought into the company than going out of the company. She's been in Playboy three times. She did, yeah, she did Playboy three times and was a cover three times. Um, also, when she was cheating on Mark Merrow with Brock Lesnar, Mark said, hey, you know what? Sable, good on you. <laughs> so. <Didn't> you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, even a Golden Globes boxer knows when he's fucking beat. And that man was going to kick his ass. Oh, without a doubt. But it's still it's still the fact remains. I don't give a shit about her wrestling ability. Because did she ever main event a WrestleMania? No. Was she ever in a WrestleMania? Yes. Was she? Not as a re- worker. I don't remember. Was she was she Oh no. Not as a worker, you're right. As a valet for Triple H, which was fan fucking tastic. Which is how you get Mark Merrill's debut at WrestleMania twelve for some stupid ass reason. Mm-hmm. And she powerbombed her husband on live national television. Who can say they've done that? Uh, also, co- killed killed the career of her husband in that same move. Also true. Very true, yes. Um, Which, uh, you're making a case against the fact that she was the best wrestler. Well, no. She, she was able to kill careers like Cena. So, you know, there's that. Wow. I still don't understand how you think she's the greatest wrestler of all time. Female wrestler of all time. If, okay. if Because all you've said is she made some money for WWE during a time where the business was super hot. And she was hot. Okay. And you also put her in the same vein as Rock and Stone Cold in that era. She was not making more money for the company than Rock and Stone Cold. You can definitely fucking make an argument for that. Absolutely not. Because when she's on the cover of TV Guide, who's on the cover of TV Guide with her? The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Not the Undertaker in her place. Not fucking Shawn Michaels in her place. Not fucking Triple H in her place. She's on the cover with the two of them. And so was Jericho back then. And so was Stacy the Cat Carter. And so was Tori. 
You know, I mean, you're 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 making a good case about it, but there, there's also a lot of holes in there too. There was a lot of people who hit TV Guide at that point. If you were watching Raw in 1998, you were watching it for one of three reasons. Who Stone Cold was going to beat the fuck up. Who The Rock was going to fucking make fun of verbally. And what kind of scandalous fucking bullshit Sable was going to be doing. I disagree. I watched it because I liked wrestling. That's why I watched the bastardized version of ECW because I wanted to see what kind of clothes Kelly Kelly was going to take off. But... (laughs) Yeah, Um, we watch it for the wrestling, guys. That's right. That's that's what we tell all our wives and girlfriends. We watch it for the wrestling. I want to point out, here's here's something else. That the week that Stone Cold was on the TV Guide, Hogan was on the other side of it. Which was extremely funny, honestly. No, it was was intentional. Well, yeah, I know it was intentional, but it was still funny because they were still getting their asses handed to him. I don't remember when... If that was still part of the 83 reads. Uh, it probably was, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was like the WrestleMania... The, the cover that I'm talking about is the WrestleMania promotion for... 15? The I one think. with Sable? Yeah, the one with Sable, Rock, and Austin. I think that was 15, that, that, that promotion. Sable was on the June 19th or 25th one. 99. I swore it was there was also a promo one with her and Austin and Rock for WrestleMania. There might be, but that's the one I'm I'm looking at. And once again, you you you're using the word wrestler very loosely there. Um I use the word wrestler loosely on most of the women. Except for the actual wrestlers that are working their asses off and making a shit ton of money. As we went over before, define a shit ton of money depending on what your Comfortable amounts. There you go. That's a little bit better. But, um... Yeah. No, it... <sighs> the way I look at it is... Did Ronda Rousey make money for the WWE? Yes. Oh, absolutely they did. Comparative to what her contract was? Absolutely. Because she probably brought more viewers in, like to MMA people, because they wanted to see... Some of them wanted to see her succeed. Okay, you're already wrong there, though, Steve. A lot of MMA fans probably wanted to see her fall flat on her ass. Because when she debuted on Raw, was the start decline of the fucking ratings. Don't forget, when Sable was on television, WrestleManias though. Yeah, and they still the WrestleMania 35 was still one of the biggest WrestleManias they did viewer wise on the network. But if you were to put that on pay per view, I don't think that would have draw. I don't think that would have drawn any buys. A hard disagree. Not Absolutely. as not as many no. as Rock and Cena did. Mm-mm. Rock and Cena made a billion dollars in pay per view buys. I think the triple threat match, yeah, a lot of it has changed completely. It's apples and oranges, though. That's the thing is that that that's why I'm I'm I am questioning your metrics of why 
you think Sable was the biggest draw? Because she wasn't. I don't comparatively think to every other woman since her. I can I can make an easy case for Ronda, and I don't even think she's the best one. The way I look at it is, is that Sable's contract, money wise, compared to the, what she was bringing in for the company, totally is outweighed by whatever Ronda was bringing into the company, if she was bringing anything into the company. Well, like at the they time, were paying Sable shit. Well, they were still making her... They were still paying her probably quarter of a mil by the time she left, but it was still millions upon millions of dollars raking in week by week by week by week. Comparative to Ronda Rousey, who's getting paid $1.2 million to wrestle for a year. And what happened in that year? The ratings fucking declined. WWE was losing their ad revenue due to not, not many people. Not to, no, due to not as many people watching it week by week by week. That ad revenue money was going down. It was not going down because those contracts are not based directly on... Um, viewership. They're signed the third hour is over. for Raw. They're not. They're the third hour not. is for Raw because it's all WWE's profit. It's not, though. Yeah, it is. The third hour is the, all for the WWE. The contracts are year to year, though. For the They're TV not... deals. No, the, the ad revenues. Because They're absolutely the... done year to year. They're actually purchased as a joint venture between wherever the TV station is and the company. Right, but the thing is is that the first two hours go to Raw and then the third hour is all WWE. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, the first two hours go to USA for the, for the commercials and WWE gets all the profit from the third hour. That's why they're three hours on Raw, which is why it sucks. Yes, but those contracts are not directly correlating with the ratings. Mm. It doesn't matter. It, like, if for some reason, let's say this week, Raw does a 2.9. Which would WWE, be the it's done in the last two years. I know. But <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making a point here. That's right, all. exactly. If Raw does a 2.9 this week, they don't make more money than the week before when they only brought in a 2.4. You see what I mean? They didn't lose money over that. They're only losing money if you see an overall decline over a long-term investment of the contracts. And most of the time, they're done by just straight averages. So no one person is going to make that much of a difference with a show like Raw or SmackDown because, as a general rule, they're they're really relatively stable um, revenue streams for ad revenue. Okay. So to to sit to say that Ronda bumped ratings right now or during that time versus a certain other part of the time of WWE doesn't make sense because that's not where, what those metrics are really doing. Okay. Um, her 
her influence would be specifically directed on WWE pay-per-view buys, and merchandise sales, which is the big one, and um, right. being able to draw on WWE Network. Now, you know, here's the thing. When you said about the network, I bet you if Sable was in this era, they would plaster her the same way they did on the Attitude Era. Uh, no, I don't think so. I and think they would. For, for the same reason why they don't do it with the other women now, even though they've got very attractive women on. You know, holy shit, you know, Mandy Rose, you know, is yeah, a very Mandy beautiful Rose, woman. Lana, she would and- She would be... Right front and center. They're not. The reason why, we're still in the PG era. Even in the PG era, they would fucking plaster No, they wouldn't. They absolutely would not, because... Not the way they did in the Attitude Era, but, like, in in a sense, the way they did in the Attitude... Like, not like, hey, we're gonna scandally put you in in a bikini this week. No, not like that, but I mean, like, they would be, like, having her be... How can I put this? Uh, pretty much be like Vanna White. That's the way I would look at it. Like, have her be like the Vanna White of WWE. Like, merchandise, fucking, um, that type of shit. And that would be a huge draw in ratings, how? That would be a huge draw in pay-per-view buys, how? Well, I bet you they'd still be able to put her in a bikini, even if it's PG. Which would... Definitely draw ratings if you're going to watch the fucking segment for fucking her. Are you going to tell me that that's going to cause a direct, enough of a revenue bump over anybody else in the company? Okay. Charlotte shirts, Becky shirts, Oscar's shirts, Sasha's shirts, Tamina's, Naomi's, Natalia's, mm-hmm. Lana's. All their merch does not even come close to what the merch sales were for what Sable was doing just fucking wearing it on stage. But during Sable's time, how many of the women really had merch? It was Sable, Jacqueline, and maybe Tori? And I mean, like, not Tori Wilson, but the Tori of the Attitude Era. Yeah, the X-Pac one. The X-Pac's um, girlfriend, Kane's girlfriend type era. So, I mean, there wasn't a lot of options then. Wasn't a lot of options, but she was also showing off Austin's shirt, Raw's War shirt, Rock's shirt. She was showing off a bunch of different shirts, granted that weren't the women's, but they were using her as a promotional tool to get the shirts over and to get her over. Now... Like I said, Oscar's shirt. Like, if you try to put all the women's revenue in the one, A, it wouldn't touch Austin's. B, it wouldn't Nobody touch Nobody touches Austin, okay? Let's, let's be kind of a little bit better here. You know, there, there's nobody's going to touch most of the men's apparel. Oh, no. And I mean, like, this all together. Like, the women all together are not touching some most 90% of the men's apparel that have gone through the system. Which is kind of, you know, BS when you think about it, but at the same time, it's like, yes, we get that they're characters, but us, we as men are not as invested in the wrestling portion of it as we were the, you know, tits and ass. 
I, well, let, let's put it this way. Do you think that she made WWE $10 million? Easily. Easily. Do you think, do you think she made um, $20 million? Yes. Do you think they, that she made them $30 million? Easily. And the only 40? reason I know that is because of when she, when she had the Playboy contract, obviously Vince, Vince is going to get a cut of all the fucking profits off that. Like we just found out with the fucking talent contracts. Well, he first of all, she Sable. didn't get... Well, here's the thing. <laughs> One of the Playboy spreads that she did, she used her real name for. Yeah, so it was after the, the 2003... That, that, that was the second issue. Third September issue. 99. Was it September of 99? It's the yes. third issue with Tori. Yeah, her third issue was with Tori, wasn't it? I thought her yeah. third issue was after she left the WWE. I don't remember. Well, but this is where I'm... I, you probably see where I'm going with this. She'd only been in the company three years. And maybe she made him $50 million. I disagree with that, okay? First of all, I... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Doubt she made more than $10 million. Mm, I bet you she... With, with the way everything was going in that era, especially 98, 99, I bet you she made easily 20, 30 million. Easily. For the company, I'm saying, not for herself. Well, she made that all back, though, when she made that fucking harassment lawsuit. Well, um, that's my point. You cost a shit ton of money to WWF or slash WWE with the settlement. So all that money she made them, gone. Okay. But what other woman's wrestler made that kind of money? To the company. Regardless if she took it back or not from the fucking settlement of the contract or the fucking lawsuit. Name me one other fucking woman in the history of the company to make that much or come close to that much for the company. According to what metrics though? According to all metrics because it's like... Yes, Charlotte's a good wrestler. Becky's a good wrestler. Most of them are good characters. Most of them are good wrestlers. But it's there's no revenue drawing at this point. There hasn't been any revenue drawing since the women's revolution. There hasn't been any revenue drawing since the fucking Bella Twins have been in the fucking promotion. So Trish Stratus doesn't exist. Trish Stratus is probably the... Trish and Lita were the only two to get drawing power, but it still wasn't... It was an eighth or a ninth of what Sable's drawing power at the time was. Well, here, here's the problem with all of this, is that there's no numbers to actually look at. Because we're, we're doing a lot of speculation. 
And I'm trying to find Stable's numbers when it came to how much she was making and how much um, she had in terms of actual straight revenue. In terms of merchandise sales uh, for that time, it was basically just Rock or Austin was like the number one guy for years. Oh yeah, without a doubt. You know, I'm not I'm not disagreeing entire, that. But in 2019, the number one merchandise seller was Becky Lynch. Okay, but in 2019, how how many how much do you actually think was spent to the WWE? How much do you actually think was going to the WWE? A shit ton. Have you seen what they're I know their shirt. Their shirt is like fucking like twenty bucks, and they the performer only gets like five percent of it. But considering now, when I when I make shirts for myself for sale, mm-hmm. I make give or take about fifteen dollars per shirt. I sell them mm-hmm. at twenty dollars. I buy them for about five to six dollars a piece. That's because I don't do a lot of volume. I don't do a lot of um, shirt designs. Okay? Right. And usually they're simple stuff. WWE has a humongous vertical when it comes to shirt selling. They can get their prices down easily under 3 bucks. So they're making $17 a shirt. Give or oh, take. yeah, easily. And you said it was 20 bucks. They're... Getting up there now. They're about $25 now. Yeah, they're about 25 almost 30 um, depending on what kind of shirt you get. I've been doing a little research. Apparently, a few different websites I've seen. A report revealed recently in the year 2020, according to this article, Becky Lynch has made $3.1 million, leading the list of the highest paid WWE divas. Yeah, Women's wrestlers, because divas is a naughty word. It's almost like the N-word. But, eh, so that's so going to catch a lot of flack. To, so, yeah. so let's go back to your uh, original... Uh, and you also have to adjust for inflation. Over 20 years? Yeah, maybe half. So, so let's go, if, you're, if you're saying that Becky uh, made what? 3.1? 3.2? 3.1? So, so WB made 30. Where do you get that? Give or take. It'd be, like it'd be, it'd be around 30 to 60. Yeah, 30 to 60. No, it would be 60 because what, it would if be, she's okay. making 5% off of her, her revenue, which yeah, she probably right. wasn't. Let's be perfectly honest here. Guys like Cena made 5% to 10%. No, they all have a 5% Pleasant. merch. They all have every, a 5% every, in the contract. every contract is different. Every contract is different. Hmm. Um, but let, let's work with the the 5%. That means they made 58.9 million off the revenue of that. So go back to what we had said before about Sable. Mhm. You thought she made 50 million, okay? Becky Lynch did one year. And that's just T-shirt sales. Yeah, that's I'm not, saying I'm saying Sable not, did that in one year because she was only on really TV for two two years. At most, two years. 
Yeah, at most two Jackie's years, and then one year from from, from the, the the part of ninety eight to when she lost the women's championship in ninety nine. The she uh, left in um, ninety nine. It, it was July, I think, in ninety nine. Yeah, it was, she lost the women's title to name escapes me. Stone Cold Steve Austin's ex-wife, Deborah. Um, Deborah, yeah. thank you. She lost it in a evening gown match, which whatever, Sean, you fucking made the rules on that one. But but that's kind of my point, though. I, yeah, so she, from July of ninety eight to July of ninety nine is when it was hot for her. That's the way I'm looking at it, at least, because it's... And, like I said, but you also have to put it this way. In, t- in, in terms of names, Sable was on the same level as Rock and Austin. In that era. You can't say that about any of the women in this era. Because they were all trying to be a different character and be a different thing to reach that top level of like name recognition wise. Because it's like, so when people say, oh, you watch that wrestling, do you watch that wrestling thing that Hulk Hogan or Steve Austin does or The Rock? You know, something like stuff like that. I don't think any of the women, even granted, even with Sable, it's, it's, a, it's a, a thing. But some men do go like, yeah, that's Sable, holy shit. When I, you know, when I was watching it, that was all I was watching. It was like, that's all I wanted to watch. But I hear the same thing about, like, Becky Lynch nowadays, too. And well, here's, Asuka. Here, here's, the, here's the ultimate reason why there's a problem here. Okay? Okay. The profit, the entire profit of WWE in 1998, do you know what that was? Oh, probably uh, like, are we talking number-wise or who was doing it? Number. How much did WWE profit in 1998? Do you know? 1998, this was in the middle of the wars, so they were probably actually... No, I wouldn't say losing money. No, they probably were losing money. No, they were profited. Were they? Okay. They were profitable. And they were still a privately owned company at this point, correct? They didn't mm-hmm. turn public until 2000? Or 99? Uh, I think it was 99. 99? Okay. I don't know, probably over 100 mil? 56 million. Okay. So, even if you attribute the entirety of WWE's profit in 1998 to Sable, it still doesn't touch what Becky Lynch did last year. Even if you adjust it to inflation. No, if you adjusted for inflation, like you said, would be half. That would be thirty million to <coughs> to what Sable did. If that's what we're saying, and I'm saying like she made, she probably made the company twenty million. If the I'm going on info, average, so ten million dollars in '98 would mm. equal sixteen million now. Okay. Okay. So. 25 mil would be about 40 million. So, okay, I see what you're saying there. So she did a little bit more than Sable at this point. No. She did more than the entirety of WWE, which even you admit wasn't all Sable. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin was the number one uh, seller of merchandise at that point. Okay, so fine. So money wise, she didn't she didn't draw. That was the only problem you or the only thing you hung your hat on. Okay, fine, and I I can admit when I'm wrong. I will admit that I can be wrong. I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> and you know what? And that's why I love doing these types of things with other people. Because I can admit that I'm wrong and have fun doing How it. How dare you be a fucking wrestling fan and not admit you're wrong? We're stupid <laughs> as fuck. We'll defend our belief to a purple in the face. And oh, no, I'm still defending this. But that oh, point of it. And, I, and I'm going to sit here and say... As much as I love Asuka, she has probably not made as much money for WWE as Becky or even Ronda has. I still believe from a booking standpoint, from a win-loss record standpoint, from uh, every time they've given her the ball, she's run with it. Every accolade that she has had in WWE, she's won them all. I consider that the metric. She's won won PWI. Uh, top 50. She's won titles all around the world. She's won um, all sorts of different things that were not right. even a part of WWE specifically. Like even CBS Sports gave her the match of the year for WWE for 2018 was the the triple threat match at TLC. You know, she's, I didn't like that match though. I, I disagree with it. I don't think it was the best match. Um, but I mean, there's also Rolling Stone gave her a fucking goddamn accolade in 2017. Who the fuck still listens to the Rolling Stones? Who, who still? I know, but that? but the the point is that she's won awards and done all this stuff in the business all over the place. Um, you know, and I still. And I think know, here's the thing, and I think you think it's Oscar. Because of her wrestling acumen and her accomplishments and everything, which not taking away anything from Oscar, I have nothing against Oscar. I think she's a great worker. I think she's a great entertainer. I think she's a great character. But it's it's the the speaking of the character that you know doesn't reel me in. Yeah, because I, she doesn't speak English well. Right. So yeah, that's I, what I, I that's what that. drags me away from it because I can't I can't if I can't understand what you're trying to do in a promo, you're fucked on my end. I I can't, I, I got can't nothing for you. I understand her promos, but I can tell just by the tones in her voice kind of what she's trying to get at. Well, yeah, it's like, "Oh, she's angry." Okay, cool. But and I want to know why she's angry. Yeah. So, well, there's the thing is that it it's dependent on how you uh, consume wrestling. Do you guys watch New Japan with English commentary only? Uh, yeah, no, I've right watched it I only do, with yeah. Japan commentary only. Do you though? Seriously? Yeah, seriously. I can't. I the reason I don't like the English version is because it doesn't. So Japan, oh, that's okay. Totally and, different and, topic for another day. But. Right, but that that's that's kind of why I'm working my way around Asuka's, I don't want to say limitation, but definitely... But here's that. the thing. So New Japan Wrestling is 
obviously Japanese commentators. Mm-hmm. You're going to watch it for the authentic, real feel of the product. So what? What if you're in Japan? What are they going to fucking speak? Japan goddamn knees. <laughs> so Japan goddamn knees. I yes. thought they were going to speak French. Well, apparently Man. WWE does fucking nine different languages every goddamn month. Including Mandarin, of all places. Of all things, right? We can't forget SmackDown. We can't forget SmackDown number one announcer. Funaki! Yep. But, so if you're watching WWE, you know it's English, you know it's American, you know that it's going to be fucking English commentators, you know it's going to be English-speaking wrestlers, then you have these foreign ones come on, and it just... it. Takes you out these, of the realm. These motherfucking foreigners in this worldwide company. God damn it. How <laughs> dare you put anything other than white Anglo-Saxon people in front of my team. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Only, hold on. Hold on. That hold can on. only speak English like the rest of us. No, no. God I don't care what it. color you are. I can Get care less what race, here, religion, anything you are. He can speak English, though. It, it, Angel Garza, go fuck yourself. Kalisto, he can speak English. Take a dick up the ass. Sin Cara, well, yeah. We all can agree Sin Cara was a bad idea. But. <laughs> Pat well, McAfee. No, Sin Cara spoke English. <laughs> Pat Mother McAfee speaks uh, English. Mystico never spoke English. Who? Mystico, the original Sin Cara, never spoke English. Correct. But Sin Cara spoke English. The original Sin Cara didn't. Hunako did. I don't care about the original. It's the character itself. The character was the character, regardless if you read that. It, it's like somebody yeah, from The Walking Dead. You played... looked at their whole arc the whole entire time. Yes, did he speak Spanish? Yes. But did he also speak English? Yes. The fucking character spoke English. I don't care who was under the goddamn mask. It was the fact that that specific character fucking went, Hello, not hola. But Asuka does speak English and she tries. Yeah, she does. She does actually speak English. She's a lot more. And you can tell it's hard for her, but she's trying. And that's why I can try to speak Japanese, and it's going to be fucking hard. And you're fucking going to tell. Hey, I want to point out Robert Rude is on the fucking uh, show here, and he speaks fluent Canadian. But I don't see you talking about that now, do you? Okay, hold on. Fluent Canadian? Yes. French. Say French. No. He, he he doesn't he doesn't speak French. Actually, Kevin Seen and Remy both, or, excuse me, Sami Zayn both uh, uh, speak French, and they show show that sometimes. I'm gonna point then. out Kevin, real quick. Kevin's first language is French. Yeah. So I'm gonna point out real quick that he just said speaks perfect Canadian. Now, in that vein, Canada, you can speak French, English. And fucking Spanish. So when and you say that, Canadian. that means you can speak all three languages. I don't know how you get Spanish out of that. Dude, I'll tell you afterwards but when the podcast is over. But the problem I, is, is that it... it, <laughs> it here's it, the issue. Do you, do you think that everybody in WWE should speak the U.S.'s official language? Yes. Okay. 100%. U.S. doesn't have an official language. 
yes and no. No, they don't. They intentionally say they don't. Canada does. It's English and French. But well, the United States French does not is have an official one, language. Is number two. But United States primary no, language is English. The, there is no official language for the United States. I don't care if it's official. Primarily, 99.9% of the American motherfuckers in this country speak like we do. Have you gone down south? Why? Okay, Cajun does not count. No, we all Spanish know, does. We all know Cajun doesn't count. That's fucking, or Creo, or whatever the fuck it's called. I've gone to North Carolina. You need to know, you need to know both English and Spanish down there half the time. Yeah, I mean, and I, I get I get what you're saying. Okay, I, I absolutely understand where you're coming from. I the point I'm trying to make is that WWE has prided themselves on being a, an international worldwide company, mainly because that's where the revenue is. It's not just here, but everywhere. Um, Again, understand that. So, and that's part of the reason why Kyrie went back to Japan while still working for WWE. Technically, she's she's under contract for. I don't know how much longer, but technically she's basically doing the WWE Japan stuff because they are trying to get deeper into that market. Well, that and the fact that she went home because she wanted to be closer to her husband. That is also true. Um, that's, the main reason why, that's the main reason why she went back to Japan, but that's not the reason why she's still with WWE. Right. Um. Right. We got off topic way fucking fast here. I know. And <laughs> but this could be forever. Oh, this is this is an easily heated debate and I'm okay with this. I mean, obviously somebody some people are like Oscar's Oscar's number 1, Oscar's number 1, Oscar's number 1 and I'm like not one of us said Charlotte. What? And that's surprising. Not really. It it is in the fact that of the 3 people how many has main evented a WrestleMania? Of the three options we had. Becky. Okay, who's had handprints painted on her tits? I'm sure Becky, Becky at some point, but we don't know that. <laughs> um, I mean, Asuka did do Gravere shots in Japan. What yeah, the fuck Asuka does that did- mean? Asuka did some very interesting videos when she was in Japan. We'll just leave it that. Yeah, that you can't find. Okay, if you want to go see these, do homework, kids. Um, oh, I'm sure they have. <laughs> <laughs> Little homeschooling, if you know what I mean. Hey, um, how many of the how many of the wrestlers that we've talked about are skilled in badminton? I have no idea. Okay, wait. Just one. On. Just one. Okay. Let me guess. Fucking Asuka? Of course. Yeah. Of Figure course. skater? Yes. She's... Okay. This is where it She's gets stereotypical. She's written for Xbox Magazine. She's done graphic design for Nintendo. Okay. I'm. We're going in the stereotypical area right now, and I'm not liking it. She owns a hair salon in Japan that Kenny Omega has stopped by on. Shocker. So let's see here. She figure skates. Christy Monaguchi. Wow. Yeah. Irina Vitt doesn't exist, or fucking Tara Lipinski, or um, 
What's the other one? I can't. Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy. Actually, here's the thing. The only the only one I the second one was the only one I knew the name of. And the fact that you know three more figure skaters than besides Asuka is a shocking statistic. Um, Trust me, I've got a lot more weird shit that you can never even think about. I'm okay right now. Um, <laughs> you said she did graphic design for fucking Nintendo. Who's the president? Miyamoto. Okay. Yeah. So, she written for Xbox Magazine in Japan. Okay. Let me help you. Again, what is Japan? The video game capital of the fucking world. Uh, Xbox is owned by Microsoft. Yeah. Again, to my point, Japan is the video game capital of the fucking world. Except Xbox wasn't really big in that arena when she was writing for them. Again... <laughs> I don't care if the Xbox is United States made or not. Did it have a place in Japan? Yes. Was it popular? No. Because guess what fucking was popular in Japan? That's Japan fucking there. Goddamn Sony. Don't forget Nintendo. And Nintendo. Look, when Sony came into the picture, Nintendo got a back burner thanks to the GameCube. That's another topic for another day. But, I think it's Sable, you think it's Asuka, and Steve, who the fuck did you think it was? Becky Lynch? Becky. Yeah, Becky. Well, the only one that actually had statistical information correct for them was Becky. Except, I did. Yeah. Right. And your your argument's Asuka. So, how much money did Asuka make? Not as much as Becky did. There you go. So, if we're going to go by money figures... Becky is the best female wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go by accolades, Asuka is. Well, if, if, we're gonna gonna by, go by, if we're going to go by accolades, um, Charlotte is, because she's the only 12-time women's champion. Um, Asuka is the only person to win every single title and Money in the Bank. and uh, She's the Rumble. only woman in history to get all the major things in WWE. Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, all four titles, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's like the major six at this point for women. And then Bailey's only missing one Royal Rumble win to be the second. Yes. So it's not that far away for her. But still better. But look at all the titles Oscar's won that haven't been in WWE. Oh, there you go. Without fucking Sable, there would be no women's championship. Um... How many uh, non-women's titles has Sable won? Non-women's titles? Yeah. Well, that's a fat fucking zero. Okay. Uh, Asuka's won the Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship five times. Okay. Ah. In a promotion where Japan doesn't give a fuck. I've got multiple friends that have won the title, too, but that's... Have you seen how stiff those motherfuckers are over there? Yeah. Kenny Omega, perfect example. Eight-year-old child. Uh, Eight-year-old child that works for AEW now. Wait, what? You didn't know that Kenny Omega works for AEW? No, not Kenny Omega. The eight-year-old little girl he fought. Yes, it's real. 
she's in okay what's her name in aew rio yeah rio, she beat rio she, rio was the one who fucking faced kenny first, omega yes it, didn't she win the woman's title off with like, yes. Naya rose or whatever yeah well now i've heard everything and jim Cornette's gonna be rolling in his fucking grave so Cornette already knew it <laughs> oh did he really yeah, I didn't fucking know. I didn't know that. I, that was the one thing I didn't fucking know. That's news. It was it was a standing joke that that's. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. I, I I don't want you guys to get thrown off the air. Oh, we're not gonna get. Th- what, what's after gonna do? Fucking throw us off the sponsorship? We'll fucking who? I'm still gonna fucking use their platform to fucking <laughs> get my podcast out. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but then you have to deal with lawsuits from Kenny Omega. From what I had said, Kenny Omega can kiss my fat white ass. Okay. The only right. thing he's good at is doing fucking video games. That's the only thing he's good at. I don't understand why people. Again, another topic for another fucking day. We're getting way off track. We're two hours in, motherfucker. Okay. So, what's your guys' opinion on the f- top female wrestlers? Leave it in the reviews. Do it in the comments of whatever video I put this on. Whatever. And just an FYI, if you're talking to me and it's not Asuka, you're wrong. And if you're talking to me and you don't think it's Sable, you don't have a libido. Um, if... And if you talk to me about it, that's your opinion and you're also wrong. You have Hashtag to have, to have sex, is what that's I'm saying. Say. Um, wow. <laughs> but... I'm not even going to touch that one. I didn't even hear what he said, and I'm probably glad. <laughs> oh, God. So, as we always do at the end of the podcast, we play F. Mary Kell, and we're going to play it with Sleazy. Oh, God. So, Sleazy, you get the F. Mary Kill. Oh, we talked a lot today. Who should we go with? Let's go with Sable from 2003. Okay. Um, May Young from SummerSlam 99. Okay. And... The Rosie O'Donnell impersonator from 2007. Ooh. Ooh, nice one. Okay, for obvious reasons, you gotta fuck Sable. That that's kind of all. With Brock Lesnar looking over your shoulder. That's why you pump and dump. I. You, <laughs> let's just say being a one-minute man is really helpful. Give her the best thirty seconds of her life. I'll oh yeah. You, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Rock her world and run. Before Brock <laughs> rocks yours. <laughs> I'll be uh, done quicker with her than Brock was with Kofi Kingston. Oh! Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I think I have to marry Mae Young. I mean, she... Her love for professional wrestling was absolutely bar none. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Rosie O'Donnell's impersonator can go fuck herself. 
Yeah. She probably does, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Holy shit. So there you go. Fuck oh, Mary Kill. Oh, God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So with that, the podcast is over. Sleazy, do you have anything you want to plug? As always, thewrestlingshow.com, gearnetwork.com, G-E-R-E network.com is where you can find the wrestling show with Sleazy and Fat Man as well as everybody else at the Gear Network. You can find me on Twitter specifically at TWS Sleazy. The, the Twitter uh show page is at sleazy fat man my co-host uh matt the fat man gardner is also on twitter at at tws fat man i'm also on instagram at at sleazy fat man when i'm not being kicked off or being banned <laughs> oh boy um okay so before we go off the air i just want to make a couple of announcements um the quiz show is still happening on the 27th. If you would like to be a part of a quiz show later in the year or later in the podcast life cycle, um, shoot me an email at CodyWilson825 at gmail.com. I will look over every email, uh, look over requirements, and see what, they, see what I can come up with. Um, also... Last week's episode, highest downloaded and liked or played podcast episode so far. Uh, we appreciate your guys' support. We love you all. We can't thank you enough. Um, and I launched a store last week. If you guys want to check that out in the link in the podcast description below, you are more than welcome to do that. Please leave a review. Please leave a like. Please subscribe. Uh... We love you all. Thank you. And I will make sure that next week's episode will be a banger, as I li- as, as people like to call it. Some people that I know. And then the week after that will be the quiz show podcast, because that's how we're going to celebrate the 25th episode. And you guys have a... For, and then the predictions for class champions, right? When's that? I think I think that pay per view's at the end of the month. Is it? I don't remember. Yeah, it's, the in date. Sep- it's in September. Oh. September twenty seventh. Oh shit! So next week is going to be the predictions for the fucking pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about it. Technically, we still could do the quiz show. That just be the main event. Oh no, no, no! The quiz show is on the twenty seventh, so it's the night of Clash of Champions. Oh shit! So the review of Clash of Champions will be the week after the quiz show. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel any better, we're reviewing all out and pretty much every show that came out between. Oh late August and the middle of October, all on one show. Fuck, have fun with that. You I'm are getting my suicide pills now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, well, for Sleazy, for Steve, for me, uh, you guys have a good week.